welcome to our podcast, Let's Talk About, where today is one of our Disney weeks. Oh, yeah. So I'm here, my name is Elliot, and I am with my um, friend, Seb, who's going to say some things as well. Hello, thank you for that wonderful introduction. No Great worries. to be here. Yeah, always heartfelt from the old health. Yep. From the heart. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mix heart and felt together. Because ah. when you get heartfelt. I really felt that. Did you? <laughs> anyway. Uh... What are we what are we not talking about this week then? <laughs> well, one of the things I wanted to talk about was, do you remember when you did like art in school? And when you had like the felt, you had like all the different, like, as it, it's just like memory. I forgot I had just come back. It's like, oh yeah, felt. Yeah. You do these weird things with it. I can tell if I have a look in your face, you, you don't want me to continue on with this. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I think we should change the title of this episode to let's talk about felt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might get the wrong idea. Remember pipe cleaners? And you could make little life people have them. <laughs> No, <laughs> the little like furry thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. little yeah. bristly thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's fun. Anyway, today um, we are going to talk about Encanto, um, which means we have to break the golden rule of Encanto. We are going to talk about Bruno. No, I know, I know. But we never say what happens if you do talk about Bruno. It's like Macbeth. You're not supposed to say Macbeth. Oh, I thought it was the new McDonald's like oh, chicken item. The Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, it kills you. Yeah. Um, yeah, this film, Encanto, I'm pretty sure means Enchanted. How do you know? No. <laughs> oh, dear. Sure anyway. I saw that at some point in the film. Yeah. Oh, probably. Um, right, where am I going to this? Okay, yeah. So, Encanto. I've lied. I don't know where I was going to this. But it was, it was something I had on my mind, and it's gone already. Was it Encanto? Sure, let's just go with that. Oh, I remember what it was. Encanto is the um, second most recent Disney Animation Studios release. So the second to last recent... No, that's not English. Second most recent Disney classic release. So this came out after Luca? Yep, but that was Pixar. Oh, okay. This came out before Turning Red? Yep, that was also Pixar. Oh, was it? Okay. (laughs) So what came out after this, Strange World? Strange World, right? which is out in cinemas at the moment, um, which in two weeks' time, mm-hmm. if all goes well, we will be talking about that. Ooh. I know. That probably shouldn't go into that before everyone talks about what we're talking about this week. No, anyway, no. Um, so, yeah. So, it's the 60th um, uh, Disney classic. Mm. I finally looked into all the different regions because now I've said, oh, well, so, like, for example, Dinosaur is a classic in, in the US of A, mm. whereas it's not here. Whereas here, we've got the wild which isn't in the US. So I've worked it out. Um, and there's a good reason, which is that there's not really any reasons. Oh, uh, why? So basically a classic is something that's been produced by the studios. So we're just yeah. going to go by the American version because that will be most likely correct. Um, they normally do the classics, like if they do certain ones in certain regions, like they do some here, it's mainly the main one where they've changed it. Um, right. uh, there's no set reason, but it's most likely due to like, you get more marketing and it helps for a film. So is like, that like Walt Disney Studios didn't produce the Goofy movie, so that wouldn't count? Correct. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But then they also didn't produce, as far as I'm aware, The Wild. Um, oh. But they were affiliated with it. So I think for the UK, they used it as like a classic for like marketing. But thankfully, we're not going to count that and we're not going to watch it. Good. Because it's horrific. Oh. Um, anyway. Unlike the film we're going to talk about today. Yeah. So Encanto. We're finally getting in there four minutes in. So um, I... I've not watched this film recently, but I call it recently. Um, I this film got released just over a year ago, and I've watched it three times, 
Um, so I think I've got a pretty much good grasp of it. Okay. Uh, how about you? How many times have you seen it? So I've seen this two times. The first time, I'm pretty sure, was with you. The second time was the other day. And I was mostly paying attention to it. Mostly paying attention. Yes. So uh, we'll do spoilers in a minute. So here's your warning. But we'll start it in like maybe a minute. Let's have a quick spoiler-free review. What do you think of it? Uh, really like it. Really fun. I'll be honest. I wasn't really feeling the rewatch. I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this. Cause I, I know what happens. And there's certain scenes I don't want to sit through. But as soon as you put it on, I'm like, oh, no, this is really charming. Um Interestingly, IMDb reckons this 7.2 stars. Pretty solid. Um, and Ray and the Last Dragon, 7.3. I think those numbers are really wrong. <laughs> I think Encanto is a vastly superior film. But how many times have you seen Ray of the Last Dragon? Once. Well, there we go. You can't fully judge it, so you've seen it a second time. <laughs> oh, okay. And who knows, maybe it'll come up on the wheel in two weeks' time, because uh, oh, we're not yeah. doing the wheel today, which is really sad. Um, but, but, never um, mind. but those thoughts aside, I really like this film. The songs are amazing. The the visual style they've gone for, because it's not like um, photorealistic, but they've got their own kind of stylized people, and they look great. All the animals, the background, the nature, the movements, um, the colours, particularly in this film. It's very colourful, because it's there's a particular lake towards the end of the film or river, whichever one it is. One of um, the two. Which is like multicolored. And it's apparently it's a real place. Um real place with lots of colours in Colombia. So oh. that was really nice to see. Uh, I quite like the kind of mix of the English and the Spanish kind of at least I'm assuming you speak Spanish. Um songs, which was really cool mm-hmm. to see. Um cast are really fun. I didn't really recognise names other than like um Stephanie Beatrice mm-hmm. as Mirabel. Yep. Um, oh, and um, the voice of Sid, the sloth, for one of the characters later on. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't think I remember that, but no. I, I'm going to go ahead and believe you. Um, yeah, I I really like this movie. I was about to do a little segment on well, how does it compare with the other like more recent Disney movies, but mm. really, but I think Disney are going through a phase of it all being really top notch because like before then was Raven Blast Dragon which I've only seen once, which I do believe was also with you. Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Mm. I thought it was really good. I can't remember it too much, so I'm looking forward to our rewatch. Um, but you had Frozen 2, which I think is amazing. You've not seen that, no. so you can't judge. you got Ralph Breaks the Internet. Have you seen that? No. Oh, you suck. Um, which is all right. It's not as good as the first one. The first mm. one's pretty great. But you had like Moana, top-notch. Yeah. Zootopia, or Zootropolis, yeah. top-notch. Big Hero 6, Top notch. Have you seen this? Have, yes. yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, Frozen, classic. Wreck It Ralph, classic. Winnie the Pooh, I can't remember this one. Oh. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Tangled, classic. And you know, then he got like Bolt. <laughs> yeah, Robin so Tangled is like the new, kind of new renaissance. But you got Princess in the Fog actually just before that. That was pretty. Oh, okay. That's pretty It's decent. ironic that it started with a 2D thing to kickstart this new phase of like. Good stuff. Yeah. 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 Um. Right. Let's haven't got quite a plan for ordering here, but I'm going to start it off. I'm going to like weave through my sections. What I'm thinking of music. Oh. Okay. What do you think of music? That's all right. <laughs> That's a very Elliot answer. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah, um. A lot of the songs are very like yes, very lovely. Um. People singing, dancing very lovely um a few of the songs really stand out for me i like louisa's song 
um, about what was it like pressure and expectations and stuff. Um, and there's I've got a little bit of trivia for you actually. Before I sprinkle in, um, sprinkle in. <clears throat> oh, I do apologise. Um, a cough introduction. That's where you know it's important. Well, you know, it's just one of those things where um, during her song, there's a scene where she is in between two pillars. Um, oh yeah, mirroring the um, what happened to Samson when oh. he when he lost his strength. I thought it was very interesting. Um, the whole song was really good. I think that really worked. And it's just quite an interesting character. Is that surface pressure? Yes. Under the surface. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I remember. Oh, dear. Um, that was good. Um, there's some other songs. Um, obviously, standout song is the end. No. Um, <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. That is a, that is a banger. It's just straight away instantly catchy yeah it was like my favorite from the get-go yeah like as soon as i watched me before the first time the first thing i did was yeah type it up on youtube and watch it again it was a wedding day <laughs> i think it went to number one in the uk as well i, I think it probably did apparently you're not supposed to jinx someone under a roof really <laughs> yeah so one uh, of my students told me and i was like oh i didn't realize that was a rule Oh, I didn't realise your students were teaching you. Well, you know. Well, there we go. The best way to learn is to teach. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, that's kind of true. Yeah. Um, okay, well, well, we'll jump ahead. We'll go to We Don't Talk About Bruno. Go on. Okay, the, the song itself. The song. Um, I just want to say Lin-Manuel Miranda. I was like, I hope I'm saying that right. Oh, yeah, I thought he was involved in this. He's is, is, is like the main song, songwriter. And can I just say, what a genius. Yeah, he's all right. Like, first of all, I, I mean... It's a very catchy. It, it starts off very simple, really. When you think about music-wise, it's just, it's just a piano, really. Yeah. And then, like, it changes to, like, a different style of music while still see, keeping the, the sense of the, the rhythm and everything like that. Mm. So I think musicality-wise, it's amazing. And then you've got the layering at the end. Yeah. If you were to take any song and take the three separate verses, all sung by three different people, and lay them one over the other, it would sound a Terrible. mess yeah. and crazy. Whereas... It is spot on here mm. how he's done it. Um, I don't think it's the first. I think he's done it in a few different scenarios. Well, because there's I got a thing on on that particular scene you just mentioned. Because um, apparently, um, this is actually a music style from the Renaissance, where two to eight singers each have uh, different lyrics and all sing at the same time, polyphonic. Which I'm sure you know what that means. Um, now, interesting. This style is known as madrigal. Oh, there we go. The, the family. family. Yeah. Okay, but I was in the back. Okay, very yep. good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but yeah, absolute banger. Yeah. What I like about this film as well, and I'm actually going to get the song list up. Now, I literally, so earlier I had like the Disney hits playlist on. Hmm. Um, so a couple of the songs came on uh, from here. It was not, we don't talk about Bruno, but one thing I kind of like noticed is that they use songs really well to actually explain the story yes now i was trying to think i was like is that something that disney do and i was trying i was trying i was thinking through like a lot of like the big hits like aladdin and stuff like that and i feel like they use it to maybe explain a scene mm. or perhaps to explain a character or maybe just to be like a really good hit over something they've just learned yeah but not to like for example you think about like the family and how much going is going on there yeah that's a lot to take in if they were to introduce us to characters like one after another you'd easily get mixed up and confused. Oh, absolutely. Whereas, like, practically right in the beginning, they've got the Family Magical song. Yeah. Which I think is 
number one, a great song. Yes, it's very cool. And number two, a great way of like telling the entire story of a family, catching you up to speed on all this information, who's who, who's mm. related to what, which part of a the family they're from, what powers they've got, That's all true. in like four minutes. But at the same time, being very entertaining with some comical aspects of it as well. Yeah, because when was the last time a Disney film kind of opened with a song like that? What, where it explained things? Yeah. I guess like... I, I was just thinking <laughs> that, yeah. And then the loud came Zeus. Yeah, that's probably the... I'm having a quick look now to have a look. It's like um, Circle of Life by Lion King. It doesn't really explain no. anything, does it? Because um, I was thinking like Moana opened with a song, but I don't think that explained anything. Um, no, that was more just like a, here's the island. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't think of any. So I, I think it's, it's done it in a... It's a very efficient storytelling method, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's taken a boring part of a story mm. and made it fun. Yeah. Um, which I like. Um, and you're like the, the funny scene where like the kids are going crazy and she's just like, ah, oh, well, that's why kids don't drink coffee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I find that amusing. Um, and it's good because like, I remember like I watched this one time with my mum and she was just like, she was watching through it. She's like, oh, it's just a lot of happiness. Like, what is, what is the point in this story? Yeah. And then it finally, like straight at the end, it reveals, oh, now it's a lot more interesting mm. because there's one member here who doesn't have any powers. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really good way they've done it, where they've caught you up, yeah. and then oh, and here's the problem we're dealing with. Yeah, because like even like the characters, like how Louise is feeling, she gets a whole song to kind of express that. Um, Mirabella and uh, Isabella, is it? Sure. And they have a song together, which kind of explain their how they're feeling, and then that whole <coughs> sorry, that whole change in their kind of outlook. Is really nice, and then obviously we learn about Bruno. What what's happened with his powers? What what the effect has been on both the family and the town? And that was was that after she found the shards? Well, we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured it was. Yeah. So she's not actually seen him in that bit. Okay, yeah. So it's yeah, it tells a lot of the stuff really well, I think. Yeah, and what I like as well, I'm going to then. Now that I've talked about that, I'm going to go back to we don't talk about Bruno. Mm. If we don't talk about Bruno, basically it gives you the rest of the story. Yeah. Like once you've seen it once, when you go back and listen to the song, you're like, oh, mm. there are so many spoilers in here, which I didn't actually realize when you like think about it. Where it's like saying how, um, what's the name of the one that's, uh, you know, like all fabulous, proper pr- oh, Isabel. princess. Isabel, is that one, yeah? I'm yeah. going to go ahead and believe you and not check. Um, no, I'm lying to you. I'm gonna check. Yeah, Isabella. 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 Sorry. Um, like it's along the lines of you know that she's gonna have the life of her dreams or something like that. Yeah. Where she admits later on in the movie that she doesn't. So does that mm. mean Bruno was wrong? And it doesn't because then later on she's been able to do exactly what she wants. She has all these powers. Um, and then it talks about other things and it's like oh. Yeah, because then Dolores says about. Um, he told me I'd find a man in my dreams, but he'd always be out of reach when he was. And it's like, yeah, because the whole time they're trying to set up Isabella with this guy. Yeah. And then I think there is a little hint that Dolores is jealous or likes him or something. It's yeah. a very little subtle thing that you wouldn't have caught the first time, I don't yeah. think. But that was quite cool to rewatch. So, yeah, it's very clever songwriting. Mm. I also think um, Dos Oregatos. Is that real? Is that how you pronounce it? Dos. Yeah. Na, 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 na. It, it's basically it, if I'm remembering correctly it's linked into two, its translation is two caterpillars I'm right. trying to find it just to kind of like make sure I'm not going to uh, dos maybe that um, 
Yes, two little caterpillars. Um, And the story of it is basically, it's about two caterpillars falling in love, which then, they then transform, which means, because they've got to do that, they've got to, like, let each other go. Oh, okay. Um, And it's a metaphor for the events in Pedro and Alma's lives. Pedro and Alma are who? Oh, Pedro's the, the dad, isn't it? And double checking myself, you'd think we would have researched this before. You'd think so. Um, <laughs> Pedro, other people are listening to this who like have seen this film recently and they're like screaming. How do you? Yeah, they're just like, I hate you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Pedro um, is the guy and oh yeah, isn't it like dies? Yeah, it's yeah the grandmother's husband. Yeah, that's it. Um, and I think that's so like how how it's written and then the music, especially when you like know what it's all about. Right, it's like it's really touching. I think, yeah, because I can't remember if there's any music for the opening, but I think the whole setup is quite moving. I think the fact that he like sacrifices his life and she's alone, but then he leaves the candle, and then all that stuff is then revisited later, which I'll talk about at that point. Um, any more on the music? Uh, let's have a look. Let me go back to the music. Um, obviously, yeah, that's a good song. Um, do you have any comments on it? I was just about to brush past it. I was um, saying to you before this, but I know the song. I just can't remember exactly yeah. the place. <laughs> no, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> Apparently, um, um, she was nine months pregnant, um, technically in labour when she sang that. Oh, you could hear it. <laughs> you could hear the water breaking. <laughs> yeah. She noticed her contractions the day of recording, but said nothing because she didn't want anyone to freak out. That's funny. That's, that's what you call commitment right there. Mm. Um, surface pressure, we've, we talked about, but yep. that's a proper banger. Mm. Um, and again, it's a good way because you kind of look at the family on the outside and you think everything's perfect for each and every one. Yeah. But as you start to go through the film, you start to notice they're not. So this one's where you start to notice, I can, I'm not going to pretend to know their names, the strong lady. Louisa. Sure. Um, she's got issues. Um, you then have, uh, you know, talk about Bruno showing up. Bruno has issues, but then that comes more or less of a song and more of him chatting. Yeah. Um, by the way, quick off thing. The hilarious moment when she finally meets Bruno yes. for the first time. My name is Hanana. <laughs> oh dear. He he's a great character. He's clearly my favourite. Clearly is. Um also I'm I'm dishing off some of the characters now. I'm gonna reverse back. Oh the the young cousin who's um got like the curly hair. Who like just the shape shifting. Oh Cam- Camilo. Sure. He's hilarious. I like him. He is very funny. Um <laughs> and yeah, then you've got the what's it called? Uh what else can I do? Is probably showing like all the problems that Isabella. No, yeah, is that the princessy one? Yes, yes. Yeah. All problems that like she's felt when she's not happy, and like mm. now she can finally be herself, and she doesn't have to be all pretty. And yeah, because she's the one with all the expectations. She has to look a certain way, act yeah. a certain way. Yeah. So basically, this whole film is just showing that Abuela, the grandmother, is just a it's bad horrible. person yeah well that's the thing i was going to talk about is that um i watched the video um there's a really great video by cinema therapy they're a really good youtube channel and they did one where they talked about encanto and they said about like family and stuff and there's this growing trend amongst these disney films of kids kind of rebelling against their parents in a way um because of just the kind of mental or emotional kind of effect they've had on their kids and it's quite good really because it's like this film technically has no villain if you think about it like you, oh, no. the, there's the guys at the start that kill end up killing pedro um, 
but it's not like a Tarzan with Clayton or like a Lion King with Scar. So there's no real villain, but the villain is kind of the situation and essentially the grandmother, the way she has dealt with her problems and is now putting all this expectation and pressure on her family. And there's that good scene where Mirabel basically calls her out and says, I'll never be good enough for you. We'll never be good enough for you. And that, and then very not subtly, the crack on the ground, if you call it that. And yeah, you start like really kind of hating her actually towards the end of the film. It's like, you just stop being so you. And then it, they have that kind of flashback where it reenacts a scene from the start. Pedro dies. And, well, they, they meet each other first and then they fall in love and all that kind of stuff. I teared up this entire scene. And I was like, yeah, for all the stuff she's gone through, there's a scene where she's walking along the balcony and she gets older and they're all looking to her for approval and stuff. And that really got me in the feels. Um, so then her scene where she kind of makes up with Mirabelle, it's like she doesn't doesn't excuse the behavior she's she's had but it's like she understands it and then they kind of come to terms with that and she realizes what she's done she only wanted to protect the family and that's what she had and yeah really emotional really effective uh ending a really good kind of moral as well that you don't have to put up with that kind of behavior but people can change and realize that and i thought that was really good mm, i agree cool so in review for me i would say this is one of my favorite Disney movies. So I think it's got everything. I think it's got good storytelling. I think it's got great music. Um, I think all the characters, even though there's a lot of them, I think they all add something. Yeah. Um, and I think it's got a really satisfying story and ending and character development. So, yeah. One of my favourite Disney Ooh. animations. I know. What about you? Um, Any thoughts or extra things you want to say? Oof. Yeah, it's definitely up there for me. Um there's there's a few interesting things I found about this. Um, in terms of trivia, um, unlike most other Disney animated features, there was a deliberate attempt for the lead character not to have a comical sidekick, which I guess you don't really realise until after. But yeah, the comedy kind of comes around it, doesn't it? Yeah, because a lot of the From characters they have their own little kind of quirks and things. Like you get some fun stuff with. Um, the aunt who is affected by the weather mm-hmm. or the weather's affected by a mood song. Bruno's very amusing. Bruno's great. The mice are fun. We haven't talked about the mice or the rats, wherever they are. Rats. <laughs> but um, they're all really cool. They've got like a little bed and mm-hmm. he's got his little um, what's his name? Uh, stage to do. Oh, yeah, play. yeah, yeah. What do you want to watch? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Camillo's quite funny. Um, like when the house like is destroyed. It's like, mm. We don't have a house. <laughs> See, no house. Yeah. Um, so they all provide their own kind of humor in lots of different ways. And you don't really need that. Like I know with Mulan, one of the criticisms is Mushu is very hit and miss in terms of his humor. So it's like everyone can't be donkey from Shrek. Um, there was another one. Oh, yes. So this is my favorite bit of trivia. Um, Stephanie Beatrice uh, auditioned for a part in the film by singing You're Welcome from Moana. No, well, there we go. Pretty cool. So, evidently, she sang it well. Because she was originally going to be offered the role of Louisa. Right. I think because her voice in Brooklyn Nine Nine sounds a lot like that character. They realize she's actually not like that in real life. She's actually really bubbly. So, the the whole thing with Mirabelle is like. So, I was watching it thinking, if that was you, you would just be like depressed, right? Mm. Because all your family have these gifts and you don't. And nobody really knows why. And so that was quite hard to take. Because even like the, f- the guys that marry into the family, it's like, well, you know, 
they won't even have gifts or whatever. But for her to have to live up to that is quite difficult. But she fixes the family because she reveals the problems that have been going on and she has empathy. She um, learns about what's going on. She works on the communication to the point where she's understanding how the family feels and she actually cares about them. And I think that's a really nice message, actually, because there's nothing overly special. She's the only one that doesn't have a gift, actually, which I think is a really nice message other than other films where it's like, you're only good if you have special powers. So that was nice. For me, one of the top ones... It's not quite Hercules, but you know what it is. Very good. <laughs> um, yeah, so really good film. I'm looking forward to so in two weeks' time. Mm. We're going to be talking about Strange World. Strange it's funny because we'd... Um, it'd be nice to watch a brand new Disney animation mm. because we had Encounter like a year ago. We've had two Pixar films since then. Damn. I know. Can you name those two Pixar movies? We watched one, like you. Yeah. What was the other one? Turning Red. Yeah. More like turning rubbish. Oh, <laughs> uh, you I'm haven't seen it, have you? I've not seen that. Oh, we'll have to watch it at some point. Isn't that um, another one where it's like the kids are trying to escape the parents' psychological pretty much. damage? Yeah. Pretty much, but yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting because we talked about like the IMDb ratings for this and Ray and the Last Dragon, mm. which was like 7.3 and 7.6, did you say? 7.2, 7. 2 and 3. Something like that. Stra- have you seen Stranger Worlds IMDb? No. 4.9. Oh, that bodes well then. Uh, but it's got a good uh, voice cast. It's got Jake Gyllenhaal, um, okay. Dennis Quaid, Lucy Liu, Karen Soni, um, Alan Tudyk. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how bad it is. Um, <laughs> maybe this is the end of the era. Maybe Encanto was the last maybe one. Maybe it was the last good and one. And now we have runs for Chicken Little. Ashley, what is the IMDb for Chicken Little? Because if it's... <laughs> it's probably like five. Because if it's above that, then <laughs> I'm... I'm a little bit scared. Let's have a look. That was a dark time. That was. was. Um, so Chicken Little was 5.7. Oh. This was 0.8 higher than the okay. new one. Um, so yeah, what I'm going to say is, if you have any thoughts on Encanto, mm. let us know. Um, we'll give you the details in a minute. But also, for those who have Disney+, Plus, um, on December 23rd, which to be fair, will probably be after this is released. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, because we're supposed to be releasing the twenty sixth. Um, so this new Disney film is out now on Disney Plus. So if you cool. haven't seen it yet, go watch it, and then send us a message and let us know if you have any questions about our thoughts on it, or if you um have any thoughts you want us to share. Yeah, um, you can read so you... them out, or you can ask us what we think about certain things. Exactly. Um, so you can contact us um at on our Instagram. That's probably the easiest way. Um, so our Instagram handle is LTA dot podcast. Yep. That's it, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> it always feels like there should be more of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um or they can reach us by email, which is you're more likely to meet us in person. But you know, <laughs> uh what is our email? That is a good uh good question, Elliot. I Thank believe you. our email is let's talk about twenty twenty two at hotmail.com. That is Correct. That's why I always read the Instagram first, because that's <laughs> the one I remember. <laughs> very, very good. Wonderful. Um, so as always, you know, please talk to us about um Encanto, but not just, yeah. Not Bruno. Yeah, oh, I thought you were gonna do something funny and do something different. No, no, no. It'd be like, oh, not Ray of the Last Dragon. Please don't. <laughs> uh, Sucks. Uh,